created as guardians and caretakers by a benevolent god not worshipped since the dawn of time, and which is forgotten now by all but these creatures themselves. Most of the divine mandates given to these beings are long since fulfilled or failed. However, a number of coddles still watch over ancient power, await fulfillment of prophecy, or safeguard the heirs of creatures they once guided and protected. Regardless of the coddle's task, it prefers to remain hidden, revealing itself only as a last resort. This week, we're taking a look at the coddle from D&D 5e in the Monster Manual. I'm your GM Isaiah, and welcome to Game Master's Arsenal. Roll initiative. Now, I... Okay. I have a confession to make. I really like the coddle as a creature. I think they're fascinating. I really like the idea of the shape-changing guardian, and I don't know why. It's also one of the few good creatures that we get to talk about. We've really talked a lot about, like, evil monsters, things that'll just kill and fight. And finally getting to talk about just a guardian and protector is just a breath of fresh air. Okay, so I think the best place to start when we're talking about the coddle is, of course, to kind of do what they can do outside of combat. We're not looking at the story part, just kind of how they'll behave outside of a fight if they're seen. Now, the thing is, coddles are, um, it says it right there, they wish to be seen only as a last resort, which means they're going to be pulling strings, do, uh, making sure good favor comes to people. They're spellcasters that know detect good and evil, detect magic, detect thoughts, uh, bless, create food and water, cure wounds, lesser restoration... Very good spells. So if a coddle is guarding a family, you can bet they're going to have like windfalls. They're going to kind of talk about how their home always has food on the table, how, how they magically heal from diseases. So you're going to be, um, you're going to find that these things are very kind. Um, personally, I like to play these things as more skittish than anything, uh, but that's just my preference. You can play them as confident. You can play them as scared, as... Uh, jumpy, um, but the thing is, these things were designed and have very long lives. Most of these creatures, if you find one in the wild, will have been there for centuries, unless you're finding, like, one of the babies, um, in which case you've got other things. Um, so when you're playing these, consider them to be intelligent and well-educated. They have an intelligence of 18, which means very smart, they play them that way. I know it like you don't have to like know how to think like at an almost genius level to say, OK, we can, this guy knows something. He's playing games. He's manipulating. He knows what he's doing. These coddles do know what they're doing. And so it's like, OK, well educated. They they're rather reserved. They don't like to be seen. So they're like, OK, maybe you're stereotypical introvert when they're found they don't really want to talk but it's like okay if they have to come up to people to you know ask for help um one one limitation of the coddle which which it, parties find very fun um they cannot lie directly which is very fun for uh like players who want to understand the world because if you put a coddle in there that's been there forever the players will catch on and they'll be able to ask it questions about like kind of what's going on in the world or what it knows about what's going on in the world. And it can't lie to them. So it's like, okay, if they know what a coddle is and how they operate, they know they can't lie directly. 
but you can still lie. Like, these things will still be manipulative. Um, they're trying to accomplish a goal. They want to accomplish their goal, whether it be to protect a family, to guard a dungeon. Um, so, while I believe they can't lie directly, like, it says that lies and... <clears throat> answering vaguely and lies of omission are fair game for them. Um... An old one may wish that the party finish its task so that it may die. Like, it, that's pretty dark for a coddle, but some of them who have been around forever just want their task completed. They just want to be able to rest, especially if it's a busy task, like guarding a family. Maybe maybe they just want, like, the terms of why they were brought in to the world to be dealt with. Um, and be ready with the deity that the coddles worship if there's any questions. Don't. Don't sit there and, like, um, expect them to ask who it worships and who it was created by. It won't... It can, like, leave out the name and just describe the god, but it won't be one familiar to the players. And so it's a very interesting, like, world-building aspect where you're like, okay, what do these worship? The god is long dead. Or at least forgotten. Um, and so how, depending on how deities work in your campaign, like, you could essentially have it be a non-issue where it's like, yeah, it's this one. It's... He... He hasn't been seen in thousands of years, or she hasn't been seen in thousands of years. But if you're looking at that, be ready for with questions. Um, if they're talking, um, story-wise, if you're building a story with a coddle, these things are only uh, challenge rating four, but but that doesn't mean they can't be used for higher level campaigns. You just won't use them as a combat piece because they're so long lived. They can have a task that they themselves cannot complete. Maybe it's to uh, bless a holy site that has since been infested with a monster that they cannot deal with. And so it, they go to the party going, okay, I need help clearing this holy site. Or they, they manipulate the party into going and need to deal with this holy site. Guarding that dungeon where they're like, okay, I can't let people in. I'm supposed to bless the site. But you guys, you guys might be able to deal with a problem for me so that I may bless the site. And like... They can ask some questions. Maybe it doesn't know what's in there. That's always fun. Maybe it doesn't know what's in there. Um, and because of that, it stays outside and, like, asks for help. Quest givers um, for higher level parties. I definitely think a coddle would work for, like, good or well-done parties. Um, but, honestly, their their story relevance is kind of difficult. They're going to be very much um, exposition pieces for you, mostly. Unless you really want to base your story around them. And if they're so interested in the deity that you kind of make your own side quest, where maybe it, you're learning about the deity that the Coddles worshipped, its signature weapons, you can create a little mission out of them where Coddles have the four focus. Um, otherwise, like you can use a Coddle, Coddle in a very um, specific way in which they're guarding a family. Because they're guarding a family, this can be done in any number of ways. They're tasked with guarding this family and their lineage. Because of that... As they're kind of going through, maybe maybe one of the party, maybe one of the family members isn't nice uh, or good. Maybe it's an evil wizard and the coddle knows that it's doing more harm than good by protecting the family. But it it needs to uh, either succeed or fail on its mission. And so it like goes to the party and is like, okay, I cannot help you, but I need this dealt with. I am going to guard this family, but this family needs to be destroyed. Because they're evil necromancers, wor uh, worshippers of demon lords, or any number of things. 
that a family could go down and the coddle being lawful good and being good would go, okay, I'm tasked with protecting them, but I cannot condone what they're doing. And because of that, they have to be stopped. They're crazy and they have to go down. Um, I think the one of the more fun things is, and I've done this to my players, and it's been a, a highlight for my players, and I wasn't even able to uh, institute the side quest that I wanted to to make it good, but I gave them coddle eggs, in which eventually they hatched. And okay, you had these coddles come out, intelligent creatures going, okay, I was born so that I was supposed to have a purpose. My coddle parents were supposed to teach me. They're dead now. Um, which is interesting because it creates an interesting scenario in which a coddle dies. And so its mission, it knows, will either succeed or fail because they have this precognition ability to see the future of when they'll die. Not exactly when, but within the next hundred years. And that's when they usually go out and find a mate and reproduce and hatch young and raise up young because they know they're going to die. And so they need somebody to carry out the will and the job that they had. Very, very job oriented, these creatures. I don't think they'll have much of a social life. Unless they're like, because they're rather reserved, they don't like to be seen. Um, it could be like, ooh, a fun one might be that it's a haunted house. Um, the coddle is sent to guard the house. Instead of um, straight up fighting intruders, what it does is it mimics like a haunting or a possession so that eventually they just want to leave. They're using, it's using scrying to know where they're at, dream to give, um, uh, to kind of lean them away, going out, detect thoughts to kind of know what they're afraid of, kind of play into that and get them to leave. Trying to do it peacefully, not hurt anybody. But <clears throat> that's how you use like some options to use a coddle outside of a fight. I know what you guys are really here for. You're here to understand how these things fight and how in a fight, you run them to make them terrifying to your players. The Coddle is really good. Damage resistant to Radiant. Um, immunities to Psychic, Bludgeoning, Piercing, Slashing from non-magical attacks. A lot of damage immunities. Really cool damage immunities. It's a spellcaster, like I talked before. Mostly support spells. So if you're going up against a mid-party, you might have a Coddle, multiple Coddles working together. One playing that support role in the party. One running like two running for the fights, one polymorphing themselves. They got so many abilities that no fight with a coddle will be the same. And that's always really fun. Now, the interesting thing is of all the support spells that it has, it does not have any um, control abilities like suggestion, like command. Its magic is very defensive. And that's because it has polymorph. Polymorph is nice. Um, because it can turn into a beast. So you can get like some strong beast going in there. Um, okay. So it's got a flying speed of 90 feet. That is fast. And okay. So I'm talking about its stats here just because they're relevant. I don't usually go deep into the stats. But its stats here are truly relevant to what it can do. True sight. So it always knows where people are. You can't hide from one of these things. Um, uh, saving throws. It has proficiency in con, wisdom, and charisma. It's only challenge rating 4, so it's not going to be the strongest thing, DC 14. Okay. And it has a bite attack with poison uh, that knocks somebody unconscious until somebody uses action to bring them up or 24 hours passes, which is a long time. Um, constrict, 
uh, one medium or smaller creature, bludgeoning damage, and the target is grappled, DC 15. Until this grapple ends, the target is restrained, and Coddle can't constrict another target. You can still bite them. Okay, so these things are highly intelligent, which means you get to break out the complex strategies. Hit and run, fainting, uh, ambush tactics. These things have a speed of 90 feet. They know their terrain, and they know how to use it. So... If you're running into a party, be ready. Like, sure, they're challenge rating four. You get a couple of them together, they'll be a rough fight for a lot of players. But because they're so smart, they'll flee from the fight when they're getting injured, regroup, heal up, come back into the fray. Because, like, of how they'll fight, it's one of those things. They know information. And information is the greatest battle because as a DM, like, you try not to metagame your players. You, like, a good thing is just rule of thumb is not to metagame your players unless you're allowed to. And when you're allowed to is when the monster would know what they're capable of, know what they can do, kind of know what items they're carrying. And the coddle knows that with detect magic, detect thoughts, uh, scrying. It kind of can study the party before going after them. In a fight, these things will not fight straight up. They've only got 97 health. They've got a really strong... Uh, armor for their uh, level because CR4 they got a 19 in natural army so they can like stand up to a fight and take a punch um, shield in mind they're immune to scrying or to any effect that would read emotions thoughts or detect its location so if they flee from sight nobody's finding it unless these things want to be found and with the flying speed you get to think in that uh, in the full like you get to work with the vertical assets so if you're working indoors you get to play with the fact that they're uh can hide in the rafters. They can hide on the ceiling, wait until the party comes through and just leap in them. Um, the bite is really dangerous. It can, like, a couple of these coddles in a fight will knock out a party if you're ca not careful. Bite attack, plus eight to hit, reach of five feet, one creature, one D6 plus five. Not that much damage. Target must succeed a DC 13 con save or be poisoned. Until the poison ends, the target is unconscious. You're removing um, party members, which party is normally like their strength is action economy. Uh, we haven't talked about it too much, but it's a really important part of combat is not being outdone on action economy, which is, okay, how many actions are you doing versus how many actions are your enemies doing? Because the more you build up how many actions you have before your players get to do anything, the harder it will do. So if you're running multiple coddles with bites... You could take out some party members, and the action economy is now all over the place. The coddles have an advantage. Now, there's one thing that's interesting about this that we don't see. Um, so it's poisoned. They're unconscious. Most of these abilities have a 24-hour cooldown. This does not. They get up. They get bit again. They're on the ground again if they fail. It's simple as that. And being poisoned, you the poison status effect, getting disadvantaged to stuff, is never good. Also, um, its attacks are magical, so mm, beautiful. Honestly, I think the Coddles are a great option for a variety of different circumstances. I'm very fond of them, and in my homebrew, they're very much relevant. Uh, I think that's all we've got for you guys today. Uh, I'm your GM, Isaiah, and thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. If you're enjoying Game Master's Arsenal, Please follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you can. Of course, 
Share us if you can as well. Get us out there. If you really like our content, introduce us to some of your DM friends. Share us with your parties. Uh, that's how these kind of shows grow and would love to hear more comments from you guys. So please check us out. Thank you.